You're listening to the Next Exec Podcast Series with Executive Women's Forum. In this episode, Alicia chats with Divya, a privacy engineer at Google. Divya talks about the different manifestations of the role of a privacy engineer and how her work is an amalgamation of different disciplines, such as philosophy, legal, policy, theory systems. Hear about the technical considerations that are in scope as part of respecting the user's choice in designing products and services. Hi, Divya. Thank you so much for joining the Next Exec podcast. I'm very excited to hear about your role and experience in privacy. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to talk about privacy engineering. Yeah, great. So to get us started, can you first tell us you know, what privacy engineering is in general and then what privacy engineering means for you? Yeah. So I don't think there is a standard definition for privacy engineering, but there are lots of different roles which come under this broader umbrella. In a way, I think about it as building respect for the user into products or designing products with privacy in mind. So this can be accomplished by working on engineering efforts, which build privacy safeguards or features. You could also be guiding other engineers who are building products with privacy impact or crafting appropriate policies. Or you could be doing research and building privacy programs and so on. So there's like a whole range of roles, which for me fall under this broader umbrella of privacy engineering. Mm -hmm. Specifically for me, I have worked in privacy research, privacy consulting, and now as part of engineering efforts. So on a daily basis, I could be writing or reviewing a design document or code or policy. I could be consulting or interfacing with some of our cross-functional partners. It all really depends on the kind of outcome I'm focused on. That's such a great overview. Thank you. And it's just interesting hearing all of the different facets that go into privacy. And I wonder if that's just because it's still a fairly new field and it's still growing. Can you share how you started your career? And did you know early on that you wanted to be in this space? That's a great question. I came to privacy engineering in quite a roundabout way since uh, a lot of the roles we are in didn't really exist back when we were looking. I have always personally been interested in this broader concept of user respect, personal space, and privacy seemed to align well with that. Mm. In terms of um, career path, so I did my undergraduate degree in the equivalent of electrical engineering at Tech University in India. I got introduced to research via internships during my undergraduate degree at IIT Bombay and ETH Zurich, where I focused on wireless networks and security. So that's how I got introduced to security. After that, I got my PhD at Carnegie Mellon with a focus on both privacy and security protocols. And then I went to work at Thomson Reuters, where my focus shifted a little bit. I worked on applied machine learning research and privacy by design. And then I eventually made my way to Google formally as a privacy engineer. So when I started, I was part of the central privacy team. Since then, I have been part of more embedded privacy and security engineering team. So currently, I'm part of the search and assistant product. I lead some of the privacy-focused engineering efforts in this space. As, as you can see, there are like lots of different roles I have been mm -hmm. in, but like, yeah, here I am now, and now I'm a privacy engineer in this space. That's great. Yeah, that's a really impressive background and journey. I'm just curious if you decided to make the switch or to focus more heavily on privacy when you were at CMU 
you know, what made you want to pursue privacy or, or focus in on privacy a little bit more? Yeah, actually, before I joined CMU, I was primarily thinking about research and security. But once I got there, I was fascinated by the work being done in privacy and especially the work in formal foundations of privacy. So at Carnegie Mellon, I was primarily affiliated with the Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering. Wow, that that sounds like such an interesting journey. I really like how you mentioned the different perspectives that you came across during that time and the different approaches that were taken to privacy. You mentioned the different disciplines that it draws on, like philosophy or law. Even though you had that experience before you moved into your various professional roles, would you still say that there's a one size fits all for you know a general career path in this industry? Meaning, do you think there's only a linear path to career growth once you enter the privacy field or can it be more fluid than that in your opinion? I think in my opinion, it's important to identify in what role you would like to contribute to privacy and build on from there. Keeping in mind, like I said earlier, that the role you're thinking about may not exist yet. So I like to think that there is, of course, no like gates across different areas, but I like to think of it as having the ability to shape your own career in this field, especially because it's new. So picking one area of depth and then working on lots of cross-functional collaborations, understanding the adjacent areas, that's how I think I would start off or jump between different fields. So yeah, just know which one area you would like to try first and build on from there without thinking of it really as a gate between one kind of position and another. That's great. Yeah, I really like how you said, you know, shape your own career. And you have this really great background in like, you mentioned like the network engineering, but then earlier, you know, you mentioned that you work on policy and, you know, you can be more in a review aspect. And so would you say that you need to be, or one needs to be extremely no quote unquote technical or technology focused to be successful in privacy? I'm glad you asked because that that part comes this question comes up a lot. So first off, I think privacy work itself is not one size fits all. And engineers can wear different hats depending on their background or their skill set. They can contribute to different parts of the privacy pipeline. So you don't have to look a certain way. I will also say that it is a cross-functional role, so there's definitely a place for all kinds of skill sets. I like to think of privacy as a socio-technical issue. So having diverse perspectives or voices in a room, the diversity of educational background or gender, race, culture, I think these are all really critical to our work in this space. So in some sense, if you think your skill set fits the kind of work you want to do in privacy, that's a very good starting point. Like I wouldn't think that everyone has to look at it the same way for us to be working in this field. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, I'm in privacy as well and I come from more of the the legal background and then even I think I really like how you mentioned the social technical issue and like the importance of diversity in the background. I even think that there's diversity in the the names of of positions in privacy, right? Like privacy yeah. engineering. And I hear a lot about privacy technologists, analysts. So yeah, it's a really great point. Kind of just going back to that technical idea. So what are some of the skills that you've seen, you know, besides technical that help privacy engineers be effective in this space? There are there are several skills. Just a few to start off with. I think the most important skill I have seen in my work is just having 
deep empathy for the user because in our work we are putting ourselves in other people's shoes we are designing for a broader set of users so that i've found to be like a really critical skill in the field and then of course i should mention having good cross functional skills skills for influence communication since it is such a collaborative field so i always find those are really good to have in your corner beyond that different roles may require different specific skills for instance as we were discussing if you are primarily in a role which requires you to review a number of different efforts then you need the ability to zoom out ask questions like how does this particular effort fit in with other pieces that we have try to figure out the gaps in strategy if you are reviewing a piece of infrastructure digging in deeper into the technical design on the other hand if let's say you are more of a lead of an engineering effort then your skill sets will be more on how do i write a technical design how do i implement it how do i scope those pieces out uh, similarly if you are working specifically in policy or legal having a background in understanding policy regulations being able to work through the documents in that area all of these are useful so again that part that i mentioned earlier depending on what specific outcome you're looking for you might need like a slightly different skill set in addition to the ones i mentioned and then one thing i did want to call out is in general it's a good idea if you're working in this field to be okay with the concept that there will be no one single solution because privacy itself can be fluid in terms of its definition so it's good to have that at the back of your mind as you walk through different parts of the puzzle that's a really great point and i i just really like the variety of work that can take place that you've described and and the different sorts of skill sets that you're flexing at any given moment in time right just depending on the project or or what's being asked and definitely true that privacy can sometimes feel like a moving target and completely agree that it's a great that's great advice so even with all of these different projects and everything I, there's still these general privacy frameworks that one can keep in mind you know i think of the the fair information practice principles or there's recent frameworks that have been put out by nist the uh, national institute of standards and technology and they all just touch on these general principles around like collection of data use and security of personal information can you share at a high level some of the general questions that that a privacy engineer might think about yeah you already mentioned like a lot of the good frameworks including like privacy by design i think at a high level anything that is in scope of the data life cycle is in scope for privacy engineer to think about or review or design for so for instance right from the point of data collection how is the data being collected uh, what kind of notice consent and transparency mechanisms are we employing to the point of asking where is this data going to be stored who has access to this data how is this data getting deleted that entire life cycle contains the aspects which privacy engineers would question about further if you depending on like what specific part you are working in you can also be asking questions about what are the anonymization mechanisms being used here and so on and so forth and other aspects uh, which could be more on the research side so all of these are in scope of what a privacy engineer would care about depending on the specific piece you are concerned with you could also go a step further and ask how does this particular design fit in with like the overall product strategy or other privacy focused decisions that have been made 
or if you are reviewing an infrastructure piece, you could be asking questions about how do the guarantees of this part of the infrastructure fit in with the other. So all of these are different ways of just getting at that same problem of how is data being handled throughout its life cycle. That's great. All of this, our conversation about like the data life cycle and privacy by design. You know, I mentioned earlier, I'm also in the privacy space and I, I find that sometimes my friends or family are curious and I'll I'll try to give them a general overview. And I, I find they have a hard time relating or understanding what it actually means. And I was just curious if you have a similar experience and if there's a way that you find it to be helpful to explain privacy engineering to them or, or anyone that's really not as familiar with the field. Yeah, I think it's always challenging because privacy can mean different things to different individuals and everyone's choice is subjective. So I found it most helpful to understand that in terms of people's preferences, there's no right or wrong answer. In terms of describing my own work, what I try to do sometimes is pick an example that they might care more about and then focus on the data lifecycle aspects that we just talked about. So for instance, if they are thinking through, I don't know, signing up for a discount coupon. So just kind of walking them through and letting them really ask the questions, think through different aspects that they care about and making a decision. I find that that sometimes helps inform them of like, oh, these are the kind of decisions someone who's in a privacy engineering role might be making. I think that helps. I do like to think of the scope of our work more broadly as user respect. So any questions that someone has related to that, I just try to find examples that resonate with them and then go on from there. That's great. Yeah, I really like how you describe it as user respect. I think that can resonate for a lot of people. So looking back at, you know, when you first started your career, I know you've had all of these different roles. Is there any advice that you would have given yourself? Oh, I can think of lots of things. <laughs> but like just thinking through a few, I think just knowing that your own unique skill set can add value or know that you can belong in the speed without having to fit into like a template or looking a certain way. I think that's that's really valuable. So that would definitely be like top of my list. The other part I think I continue to tell myself and something I think has been really useful is to just know that if you are proactive and think about what you want your career to look like, there are definitely ways in which you can shape your own journey. So just thinking through what appeals to you and what do you want your career to look like, that can really help in making the right decisions. The other piece I do want to call out is ask questions, right? It can be really challenging when you're starting out and you're not sure like what is too basic a question to ask or should I really be speaking up in a room? But I think throughout my career, I've found every time I have chosen to ask a question, either I will learn something new or I will I will be asking something that a lot of people in the room were wondering and that just might help identify some of the problematic aspects early on. So that's definitely advice I would have given to myself early on. And Finally, just building a community. I have been really fortunate to have a lot of great mentors. And I think similarly about like paying it forward. But that's something that I think when you're starting out in the field, it can be really nice to continue to build that around yourself. 
Absolutely. That's like a lot of wonderful advice. The point about always asking questions. I've heard that advice too, of there's no wrong question and absolutely right. I think privacy in general is all about asking questions anyways. So (laughs) I think that's really great advice. And then just the mentoring. Yeah, absolutely. Building that community that can help you. Do you have any tips for students or early professionals who are considering a career in privacy? So I guess the top one would be similar to the themes I mentioned earlier. Look for positions that capitalize on your skills, right? And in terms of just the kind of skills or how you want to build those up, like look for direct experience or internships if you can. Those hands-on skills are really relevant when you go after the role of your choice. So a little bit of background, like when I was graduating, there were no formal privacy engineering programs. I did take a lot of relevant privacy courses at uh, CMU. And now there is actually a CMU privacy engineering program, which I believe has also opened up to professionals, so not just for students. So, But it did make it tricky when I was like both graduating or preparing for interviews, even for a privacy engineer, because there wasn't as much guidance out there. So maybe if this is useful, some of the things I did at that time was focus on the adjacent areas like security, or I had taken some courses in cryptography, just kind of brushing up on the fundamentals of all the related courses, also brushing up on fundamentals of some of the frameworks, privacy frameworks that we mentioned so that we have a shared language for discussing the privacy concepts. Uh, when I do go ahead and let's say interview or when I'm working in this field, those were all pretty helpful at that time. In addition, there are a lot of online resources. There are also IAPP certifications. Again, everything helped me build up that shared language better and which helped inform like how I would express my ideas in this space. There are also now a lot of privacy conferences. There are a lot of like privacy organizations. So I would encourage folks who are interested in this field to check those out. I do go back to my earlier point about try to get as much direct experience as possible and hands-on skills. That's really best. But all of these other pieces, they are really helpful. The other part I do want to mention, make sure you network and you learn. So like I said earlier, I had a lot of great mentors. Uh, This includes like my advisor and collaborators at CMU, the mentors at all my internships and uh, mentors in my previous industry roles at Thomson Reuters, mentors in Google, and not all of them are from privacy. They are people from like lots of different fields. They have all really helped shape my opinion and my own perspectives, and I've really benefited. Also, reach out to folks who give talks at conferences. You will learn a lot from them. So just like keep learning from other people in the field and yeah, that's like, that's good as a starting point. Those were amazing. <laughs> You've given, I think, our listeners a lot of great resources if they're interested in a career in privacy. So thank you so much. And just thank you for sharing your background and giving us insights into, you know, what a day in the life of a privacy engineer can be like. I guess I have one final question and it's, you know, we're talking about a day in the life, but what is it that you enjoy doing or working on you know, outside of work? And do you find that those things help you with your career in privacy, if at all? I like to have a very active life outside work whenever possible. So just a couple of things I really love. I'm, I'm active in like theater and improv. And I also try to be an amateur triathlete. 
how they help me with my work. So a lot of improv is about saying yes and, and when you come to the table, you come with your ideas, but the end goal is not that my idea wins or someone else's idea wins. It's about taking all the perspectives into account and creating something that's like merges everyone's perspective. And I think a lot of the work we do in privacy kind of encapsulates that really well because there's so much collaboration and everyone has a different idea. And in general, the space you are dealing with is ambiguous. So that really helps for triathlon. I think when you're pushing your boundaries, you're learning something new every day. Those are really transferable skills, right? In privacy as well, I try to focus on what do I want to get better at? How do I develop grit? And how do I push my boundaries? So having to exercise those skills in context of, say, something like triathlon just helps when I transfer those skills back to, say, something like privacy engineering. But it's just fun in general as well to have other things to think about. Right. (laughs) Definitely. The improv, especially the yes and, where privacy can forever be changing is a yeah. is a wonderful skill and congratulations on the triathlon that's just incredible well thank you so much divya yeah appreciate thank you your time for today. having me here this is really awesome and yeah happy to be here thank you <laughs> <laughs>